Good morning, everybody. I'm glad to see you today. It's good to worship with you today, and welcome to everybody who's worshiping with us online. Say hello to us in the comments section. We like to hear who is worshiping with us today, and uh, we want to welcome all of you. I got a couple of announcements. Um, well, today is High School Senior Recognition Sunday, so I want to be the first one to say congratulations to all of our high school seniors. This is such a wonderful milestone that we love to recognize, and these gorgeous flowers on the altar are in honor of all of our high school seniors. So we got a little slideshow we're going to be doing in a little bit, and, uh, but I just want to say congratulations, you guys. Um, one, before I forget, the, there's going to be a brunch for the high school seniors in the gathering room. So the Sunday school class that, that uh, normally meets in the gathering room will be meeting in the Pathfinder's room, so that affects some of y'all. So uh, Eric Wright will be leading that Pathfinder's room upstairs. Um, if you missed our church picnic, y'all, it was so much fun. And I, I just, I'm saying that to say thank you to uh, everybody that made it possible. Thank you for coming. If you came, thank you to the men at the well who were our cooks. Thank you to the fellowship team who also helped provide the food. Thank you to our children who sang for us. Uh, that was awesome. So we look forward to doing that again. This coming Wednesday, we're going to be doing uh, our Bible study at 11 o'clock, not in the evening, uh, but at 11 o'clock, and I hope that you'll in, uh, come and join us for um, Which Way, Lord, is the study that we're doing right now. Next Sunday, on May the 22nd, um, get your sweet tooth ready because the junior high youth are doing a bake sale to raise money for summer camp uh, at Camp Sumatonga. So um, just come and, and be prepared to get some yummy sweets and help our junior high youth pay for camp. Uh, on May the 29th, the Memorial Day weekend, we're having a special combined service at 10 o'clock, one service at 10 o'clock. We have a special guest singer and speaker, uh, Reverend Keith Elder, who I've known forever, is is a songwriter and, a, and a, a wonderful singer and guitar player, and he's also a preacher. So what he does is he, he sings and he tells stories and he sings and he tells stories. He's a wonderful person, a wonderful speaker, wonderful singer. You'll love him. So at 10 o'clock, one service on Memorial Day weekend. And then it's Memorial Day weekend. We've got to have some food, right? We're going to have hot dogs and an ice cream Sunday bar down in the portico uh, after service. So, all right, join us, make sure you come, invite a friend. And then my last announcement is Vacation Bible School is coming up June the 6th uh, through the 9th from 9 to 12. You can register if you haven't already registered, register on our church website or our Facebook page. It's food truck party. I mean, how great is that? Food truck party. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for blessing us with this beautiful day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together, to sing your praises, to take time to turn our attention to you and to hear what you might say to our hearts through the scripture, through the music, through the message. Uh, God, we lift our hearts to you. You know what's on our hearts. And just guide us now as we worship together. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand together with us as we worship?
You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken and great. You give life, you are love.
You may be seated. The praise band is awesome, aren't they? They're amazing. So this is the time of the service uh, where we have tithes and offerings. Um, you can give uh, at the offering plates in the front and the back of the sanctuary. If you're watching online, you can give online as well. I'm going to say a prayer for our offering, and then I'm going to talk about our seniors for just a minute. So let's pray. Loving God, we are so thankful um, for all the ministries that are going on in this church uh, and around the world through the United Methodist Church. Uh, we thank you for that. God, we pray that you will bless the gifts of tithes and offerings and also all the gifts of service, God, that you will use them for your kingdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're about to see our senior slideshow video. So we have four seniors this year. One is in the building, but working in the nursery, I believe, right now. That's Lauren Penn. So if you see Lauren Penn later, say, thank you so much for always helping in the nursery. You are welcome to come up and see them uh, after the service. Go in and say hi. They're going to be in the gathering room for a brunch. But they have all chosen the sleep-in option today, which is traditional service. So um, that, that's what we call that now, the sleep-in option. No, it's great. So um, here is our class of 2022. These are awesome, awesome youth. So stop by and see them in just a little bit. And here's the slideshow of them.
to say a prayer for them, uh, but also, if you're watching online, would you write in the comments a senior you know of that you want to pray for as well? That could be a senior from high school. You might have a grandkid or relative that just graduated from the Early Learning Center, which Helene is here, and they had a wonderful graduation yesterday. Give it up for the ELC and Helene, though. They were awesome. They always do an amazing job. So, and you may have a college senior as well that you want to be praying for. Uh, we also want to be praying this morning for our missionary of the week, um, who is Reverend Krista Suzanne. Uh, she's a United Methodist missionary with the Ge General Board of Global Missions, um, and she's a pastor in Spain. So we want to be praying for her as well. And uh, I don't know if you know, um, heard this yet or not, but I saw a clip of it just this morning that there was a shooting in Buffalo, New York. So we want to be praying for that situation and all those affected by that as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we lift up all of the seniors. Um, God, the four that, that we know of from here that are graduating, but also our friends who uh, have relatives that are graduating. Um, and we lift them up as well, God. We lift up um, the parents who are going to be going through a transition without having their high schoolers at home. Uh, we pray for the college students, that they will make wise decisions when they're at college, God, that you will guide their steps that you'll help them have great friendships when they're there, that you'll surround them with great people that will help guide them. God, we lift up this situation in Buffalo, New York. Um, God, we pray uh, for all of the families that are affected. And God, we pray that you will stop the hate, that you will help people have change of heart and stop doing this type of violence. Um, God, we lift up the missionary in Spain and the missionaries uh, around the world for the United Methodist Church, God, that they will continue to do this great, great work. Uh, God, you know all the unspoken requests that we have in the sanctuary this morning. We pray that you will be with all of us and help us draw closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
So I forgot to do something a couple minutes ago, and that is tell the children they can go with Helene and Allie Haller to Kids Church. They are going to have a blast. So if you want to go to Kids Church with them, you are welcome to. I thought Miss Joni was going. I just... <laughs> so uh, for Senior Sunday, and this message is for all of us, right? It's not just for seniors, but I thought along the theme of my own graduation... Uh, which was a really long time ago. I'm getting old, but I thought back to what changed after high school. Um, and I would say it was new and unexpected places, new journeys, met new people who I never imagined I would have been friends with, so new journeys. Um, again, it's not just for us, but uh, not just for the seniors, but it's for all of us. Um, the book of Acts is where our passage comes from today. And I don't know if you're really super familiar with the book of Acts, um, but think back to Pentecost Sunday. You might, that might be familiar to you. So Pentecost Sunday is that Sunday where the altar is going to be read, everything's going to be read in the sanctuary, and we remember when the Holy Spirit came, um, and people connected with people they never expected would happen. That's what happened on Pentecost Sunday, right? So you have disciples that are by themselves, uh, scared, <laughs> living in fear, but they're praying, and what happens, they are now going to speak in other languages and minister to people they never imagined possible. Um, so that's what happens when the Holy Spirit enters. Boom, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost and ministry happens with unexpected people, unexpected places. And that continues in the book of Acts. So the reading today comes from Acts 
chapter 11, um, but what happens in the passages right before that? This is going to be the longest introduction you've ever had to a scripture, (laughs) but I really want to talk about what's happening before Acts 11. So in Acts 8, we meet a guy named Saul, right? And you might be familiar with Saul because he later becomes known as Paul, (laughs) and he was a total jerk. I could say Saul was a jerk. Pastor Sam, do you agree with that? So he is, in in Acts 8, he is persecuting the believers, so they're scattering. Uh, They're living in fear because of Saul. Then we also see in Acts 8, there uh, is Philip, and Philip is doing ministry in Samaria. In verses 4 through 25, he even meets someone who is a sorcerer. How many people know people that are sorcerers? That's like an interesting person that he meets. Um, And guess what? He preaches to him and shares the love of God with him. And this sorcerer begins to have a faith in Jesus. So unexpected friends, unexpected places, when we have a nudge from the Holy Spirit, who knows who you're going to be doing ministry with, who knows who you're going to build a relationship with, where you're going to share the love of God with them. Um, Right after those verses, in 26 through 40, God leads Philip to an Ethiopian eunuch. And I don't know if you knew this, but the eunuch could not even enter the temple because they were different. Was this grace and love of God for the eunuch too? Well, yes, of course it was, right? And uh, the eunuch in this story not only uh, begins to talk with Philip, but he is baptized. He is baptized. So unexpected encounter. Are you seeing a pattern here? Because Philip, um, he could have ignored the nudge of the Holy Spirit and not been led to talk to the Ethiopian eunuch, right? But because he was led by the Holy Spirit, not only does he encounter the Ethiopian eunuch, but he he shares Jesus with him, right? He could have been like the other religious people of the day and thought, oh, that's a eunuch, I'm going to ignore that person. But no, Philip is led to do ministry with this person. Then the eunuch wants to be baptized, and what does Philip do? This wouldn't have been the thing to do at the time. Everybody else would have ignored the eunuch. Philip baptizes him, baptizes him. So there's amazing things happening in the book of Acts, and it's all about unexpected people and unexpected places. And remember that guy I told you about, Saul, who was a total jerk in the last chapter? In Acts 8, we see uh, Saul have an encounter with Jesus. He changes his ways, changes his path, a very unexpected person will soon be friends with the same people he was persecuting. Um, Don't count anyone out. Change can happen. Hearts can change. The least expected of all people. It turns out that Saul, this guy who was a total jerk, he's actually going to write a whole bunch of the New Testament. Unexpected wild things happen when the Holy Spirit is at work. So, And I'm still not to where we're starting our scripture, Acts 11, all right? But Acts chapter 9, this is what we talked about in youth group a couple weeks ago and also at our uh, Mosaic service at the back 40. In Acts chapter 9, we are introduced to a female disciple, and you're going to love the name. Are you ready? Dorcas. It's a cool name, isn't it? Dorcas. If you uh, are mad at your child, just tell them I'm changing your name to Dorcas, all right? Because they will get picked on. So, uh, surprise, we have a female disciple in Acts chapter 9, and she is so cool. She's a servant 
who helps the poorest of the poor and makes clothes for them. Um, she actually passes away, and they pray for her, and she comes back to life. This is Dorcas. This is where we meet her. Uh, and then at the end of Acts chapter 9, and this is going to lead into where our passage starts today, it says, Peter stays some time with a tanner. And, and, and we talked about this at the back 40, actually, at our service, and Pastor Sam said a tanner is just somebody that lays in a tanning bed all the time. That's not true, okay? A tanner is somebody that's going to work with dead animal skins, right? They, so they have a dirty job. I don't know if you've ever seen the show with Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs, but that is, this guy is a tanner, a dirty, dirty job. And you're saying, why is that a big deal? What is it, why would that be a big deal? He works with dead animals and has a dirty job. This would have been considered an unclean person. Um, so people would not have wanted to stay with him. A lot of people would have been like, yeah, well, I'm not going to go to his house. I'm not going to hang out with him. He has a dirty, dirty job. So what does, uh, what does Peter do? He stays with the tanner, and it's a big deal because when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you will interact with people you never imagined. You will do ministry with people you never imagined. Um, so, so far, we've had somebody uh, hang out with a sorcerer and tell them about God's love, and we have a conversion. We see Saul or Paul have a change, complete change, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and now he's going to be friends with these people. We see a eunuch who has been rejected by the religious people, and God said, I loved you the whole time, and guess what? That person is now included. We met Dorcas, the female disciple, who was just amazing, and now we have the tanner with a dirty job. New places, new people, all people belong to God. So here it is, finally our passage for today, Acts 11, 1 through 18 from the Common English. The apostles and the brothers and sisters throughout Judea heard that even the Gentiles had welcomed God's word. When Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him. They accused him, you went into the home of an uncircumcised and ate with them. Step by step, Peter explained what had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying when I had a visionary experience. In my vision, I saw something like a large linen sheet being lowered from heaven by its four corners. It came all the way down to me. As I, as I stared at it, wondering what it was, I saw four-legged animals, including wild beasts, as well as reptiles and wild birds. I heard a voice say, get up, Peter, kill and eat. I responded, absolutely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice from heaven spoke a second time, never consider unclean what God has made pure. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled back into heaven. At that moment, three men whom have been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where, where there where he was staying. The Spirit told me to go with them, even though they were Gentiles. The six brothers also went with me, and they entered the man's house. He reported to us, he had seen an angel standing in the house saying, send to Joppa and summon Simon, who is Peter. He will tell you and, and your entire household how they can be saved. When I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as a spirit on us in the beginning. And I remembered the Lord's words, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If God gave them the same spirit he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
then who am I? Could I stand in God's way? Once the apostles and other believers heard this, they calmed down. They praised God and concluded, so then God has enabled Gentiles to change their hearts and lives so that they might have new life. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that through this passage that you will speak something to our hearts, God, that you will help us draw closer to you and closer to each other and help us to love people who may be different than us. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Did you notice in the very beginning of Acts 11, did you notice that some of the believers are mad about who Peter is eating with? Does that remind you of anybody else in Scripture, that people are getting mad about who you're eating with? Um, Jesus, of course, because Jesus always was eating and hanging out with people, and the religious people didn't like it. And uh, now, Preacher Sam talked about this a few weeks ago. He talked about how Peter had these visions of the, um, of the food, and this, this food would have been considered very unclean. It was his culture, everything about him. He grew up hearing about how different this would be or how, how bad it would be to eat this stuff or even to be around people when they're eating this stuff. It's like the biggest sin. Um, so he would have been raised that way. So this is a big deal, and it shows that God was making a bigger table. And I love this section of Acts. I love that it mentions food, right? Because uh, there's so many things that divide people in this passage. It talks about circumcised people and uncircumcised people, things of different food. But what stops each of us from loving someone else, from loving our neighbor as ourselves? Is it a custom, a cultural difference? Is it what we think to be religious rules that would stop us from loving someone else? Income differences, political differences, what is it? Because we learn about Jesus, and then we also hear in this part of Acts that Jesus has a huge table, and everybody's invited to eat with us. Um, some people we may think are unclean, or you may think are unclean, and some people, like you heard about Saul in the book of Acts, you might judge people by their past, or maybe even where they're at currently, or maybe even, like this scripture, people that eat different foods than you. But God is leading us with the Holy Spirit to do ministry with people who are different than us. As I mentioned that Saul was even a total jerk, God invited Saul too. I love that it talked about a meal, because there's something super important about it. It could have talked about uh, maybe that Jews and Gentiles we're going to be nicer to each other, right? Maybe be a little friendlier when they saw each other in the street, right? Maybe even, maybe even go to a, a little service together, a little church service or a devotional time together. But no, there's something about doing a meal with somebody, isn't there? There's something about it. Because when you invite somebody to a meal, it means I care about you. I love you. I want to share my life with you, Right? Because we can invite somebody to church, or you could even, you could even have a, uh, somebody in this service where you're like, I'm going to go be nice to them. But if you say, I'm going to have a meal with you, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So it's more than just Jews and Gentiles being nice to each other. When you invite somebody in your home and you're going to have a meal, I care about you personally. I want to know what's going on in your life. I invite you into my circle, into my life. It's a big deal. That's why I love that we have lunch brunch, Jay. 
this is my shameless plug, but uh, June 12th, they're going to be going to the current market. So if you know of anybody that you say, hey, I want to invite you into my life. We care about you. We want you to connect with us and on a deeper level. Like, we, we care about your kids and everything. Go to Lunch Bunch and tell people about it. I know for me, if I invite somebody to my house for dinner, that shows I really care about you because I cleaned for you, right? I cleaned for you. I even went to Pruitt's to pick up the food for you to come. Um, <laughs> so it really, it matters, it matters. The hospitality team, when we have Hebrews and people go hang out after service and get coffee, that means like, it's not just I'm glad you're at church, but I want to get to know you. I care about you. The people here that are at uh, UMW and United Methodist Women, when you sit around a table and eat with people, it's saying, I care about what's going on in your life. I really want to get to know you. So invite people to these things. It's saying, I care about you. And it's a way to show as a church, we don't want people to just attend our services, but we love people and we want to connect with you on a personal level. We want to share a meal with you. Um, I know that on Wednesday nights, and Carmen and Michael are here, they can tell you, but uh, on Wednesday nights when we have a meal with families, that's when you really get to know people, right? Because I might preach at the kids and Pastor Sam's going to have a Bible study, but when you sit around before that and like talk to people at a meal, you're going to learn what's going on in their lives. There's something so deep and personal about a meal. And I know I've harped on that for a long time, but these Jews and Gentiles, they could have just said, oh, they're, gonna, they're doing ministry, they're going to be nicer to them. But no, they want to, like, invite them into their lives. So why this for Senior Sunday? Well, first off, because I always use the lectionary, and this was the lectionary passage. That's the real answer. But for our high school seniors, they're going to be on unfamiliar places, new surroundings. And my prayer for them is that they will be open to what God is leading them to do. Be open to what God may be directing them towards. New experiences. And this is for all of us. God is with us in our new experiences, too. We want to pray about things and ask God to help us make good decisions, but be willing to take risks when the Holy Spirit guides us, right? Be open to the new person that comes into our life, that person that might be a little different at work or our neighbor, and invite them into our lives. The Holy Spirit may be leading us to share God's hope with them. The stranger, the person who was unexpected, might become our best friend. They might be the person that has so much to offer us to help us grow spiritually. You might meet somebody who was like the sorcerer who needed to hear about God's love. You might meet somebody who was like the Ethiopian eunuch who was loved by God the whole time, but had been told differently by the religious folks. You might meet somebody like, like Saul who is still a jerk and hasn't changed yet. And God might be using you to plant some seeds in that person's life. And you might just meet a Dorcas. You might just meet a true saint who does everything for the poor. May God lead us to unexpected people. And I want you to think about some of those unexpected people you've encountered in your life. And if it's been a while, maybe now is when the Holy Spirit is leading you to interact with people that are different than you. Maybe it's time for God to push us all out of our comfort zones. Maybe it's time for God to push our church out of our comfort zone. When we follow the nudge of the Holy Spirit, you might just find yourself inviting an Auburn fan to have dinner at your house.
or an Alabama fan to your house. A pattern in the books of Acts is being spirit-led. How can you prepare yourself for the Holy Spirit? Will you go? Will you listen? Imagine what this church would look like if we followed the nudge of the Holy Spirit and invited people to do life with us. What would our friend groups look like? Would the Holy Spirit lead us to unexpected people in unexpected places? Let's pray. Loving God, I pray for each and every one of us here that we will follow your lead. God, I pray that the unexpected people, no matter what our differences might be, no matter what religious people might think about it, um, we will follow your lead. That we will be open to invite people into our lives. That we will, we will be open to wanting to get to know people who are so completely different than us. God, help us to um, share your love with all people. God, we again, we pray for our seniors too. We pray that as they go off to college, that those unexpected people, that you will put people in their lives that will help them grow, and that you will also put them in other people's lives to help them grow as well. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
So as we leave here today, may we follow the Holy Spirit to unexpected places and unexpected people. And we can even start doing that, connecting with new people by getting coffee at Hebrews. Go in peace. <laughs>